I know we just waltzed into a brand new year filled with possibilities, but honestly, one of the most significant learnings from 2020 for me is this. Anything is possible. For example, I lost count of the number of times that I said to Wendy, and that would have been much earlier this year, something like this. Yep, since I'm retiring this summer, I'll never have to do that again, or I won't be doing that again, or I won't be involved with that task again. No, I'll never be doing that again. Why? Because I'm retiring this summer. And I was so wrong about that, wasn't I? So where and how do you and I begin again? What's the best way to start a new year? Forgive? Forget? Debrief? Review? For some people, analysis paralysis is a good thing. And for others, it's not. Do we worry about what happened or what didn't happen? Do we wonder? Lament? Love? Pray? Just never look back? Or maybe, maybe, maybe we learn to accept what happened. Don't get into the blame game. Be grateful for God's gifts to us in 2020. And we open the door to 2021 carrying our favorite knapsack filled with wisdom, valuable learnings, forgiveness, God's strength, encouragement, and God's grace and goodness. I'm sharing with you now from Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. So ends the reading for today. So as we consider initially where we've been and where we might be headed in 2021, the events of 2020 profoundly, painfully, and very consistently taught me to never say never. Yeah, never say never. Now, I don't mean to minimize at all the immense loss that so many folks have experienced this year, this past year. But what I am trying to say is kind of obvious. I want to say something to those of us who are still alive, who survived 2020. We have just made it through a truly unbelievable, difficult, and unprecedented time in our lives. Never say never. Never say, oh, that will never happen again. And I, for one, could easily think of countless really bad things that did happen in 2020. Prior to 2020, would you have ever believed it if someone would have said to you, quote, during this year, the doors of the sanctuary will be locked for several months, and Sunday worship inside this building will be canceled. Or, before 2020, can you believe someone would have said this to you? This year, by the way, 
I hate to tell you this, but you and your spouse, you're going to go to your favorite restaurant for lunch on Thursdays, you know, like you usually do. But while you're there, you're going to contract a deadly virus that's already cured, killed nearly 2 million people, and you're going to be dead within three weeks. Could you ever have believed any of these things could have happened? Maybe you're like me. Maybe not. Maybe you've gone through your life possibly without even thinking, saying, never say never. Never this, never that. Interestingly, though, another way to look at that same phrase, never say never, is that it can easily mean that the sky's the limit, that nothing is stopping you, and that with hope-filled anticipation and positive excitement, what does lie ahead, especially this 2021 year, will be brimming with the possibility of good things happening. Yeah, good, wholesome, positive, productive things. So as you and I begin this brand new year, we're taking a brief look at a few verses from the book of Hebrews, where the writer reminds people struggling during that time to stick with it, to remember their roots, to leave weariness behind, and to be assured that others have brought them to a new day in the sun, so to speak. This image in Hebrews, then, is that of wise, true, and faithful. The Bible calls them the cloud of witnesses, their ancestors, who are still leading the way into the future, urging us, encouraging us not to give up or to grow weary. Well, a little closer to this time and place in our day and age, the faithfulness of the cloud of witnesses will continue to encourage us to both celebrate and grow from our 2020 learnings. Like, for example, maybe there are others like me who are really thick-headed and now finally understand the wisdom in saying, never say never, but expect the unexpected to happen. Never again, I hope, will I think I have things all figured out, fully planned, and that I can now circumvent anything going wrong with my perfectly laid plans. I know, right? Finally, throughout the recent Advent Christmas season, each week, especially during Advent, we looked at at least one of the messianic prophecies from Isaiah. Now, as we find ourselves on that very front edge of a brand new year, we contemplate what we've experienced, and we're going to look for ways in which God's wisdom and work will shape our future. I'm sharing with you another messianic prophecy. This one is from the book of Malachi, chapter 3. See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Indeed, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure this day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver, and he will purify the descendants of Levi, and will refine them like gold and silver, until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord, 
as in the days of old, as in former years. Allow me to share these meaningful thoughts from Pray As You Go, which is an audio morning devotional that I use. Christmas always runs the risk of being sugar-coated. Smiling children, perfectly behaved, presents chosen with care and received with gratitude, festive choirs and food and drink in abundance, although it was very different this 2020 year, wasn't it? The prophet Malachi, however, seems to think that God appearing will be rather more challenging. Whenever God appears, our own motives and our plans are tested. Some will fit well with what all, all the things that God hopes for in this world. Others maybe will not fit so well. If God is present here and now, in this time and in this place, today, during this sermon, in our lives, during our time of prayer, what does that say to the plans that you have for today, for tomorrow, and for this new year? Despite or perhaps because of the challenges presented here and the challenges presented in 2020, the prophet Malachi is convinced that God's appearing is a time of hope. So, I just want to share with you a few of my closing thoughts when I think of 2020. 2020 was a really, really, really tough year. Many would like to forget 2020 and leave it all behind. Some will cling to valuable new life learnings, valuable new lessons and wisdom gained, although painful. They have been life-changing experiences, haven't they? 2020 made us who we are today regardless of what did or did not happen. And regardless of what happened badly and what turned out to be a good thing in 2020, God was and is still preparing the way before us. Just as the writer of Hebrews said so, especially in chapter 12, which we read today. So as we close one year and open the door to a new beginning, let's listen to this response to a year filled with so many things that just went wrong. Two to three weeks ago, an article appeared in a, on, actually it was on the ABC News website, and I saw this truly awesome story about a high school in Texas that opened up a grocery food store where a person's community service to others would pay for their grocery bill. Here's a, a quote, just a, a small excerpt from the article itself. The shelves in the grocery store are filled with food products from the pantry and dry goods, all the way from dry goods to fresh produce and household items. They're delivered by truck on pallets from First Refuge Ministries. This ministry purchases the goods or awarded from uh, Texas Health Resources, which earlier this year uh, awarded $300,000 for the Texas Health Community Impact Program to address hunger in the Sanger Independent School District. So a 5013C um, ministry coupled with Texas Health Resources and a $300,000 grant, by the way, all put together 
this grocery store that's that's uh, staffed and actually it's run on a day-to-day basis by high school students from Texas. So how do you and I begin again? How and where do you begin again? Is it possible to start over when we're still in the middle of so much collateral damage, when so many people's heads are still swirling from so many things that have changed their life forever? Well, a bunch of teenagers in Texas are still showing the world how the human spirit demonstrates God's mighty presence in the midst of painful loss. You know, for me, I'm going to work on accepting what happened. I'm not going to get caught up in the blame game. I'm going to be grateful for God's gifts to me in 2020. And I'm going to open the door to 2021 carrying with me my favorite knapsack filled with wisdom, valuable learnings, forgiveness, God's strength, encouragement, and God's grace, and God's goodness. You know, traditionally, many people will go over the events of 2020, and maybe like Time Magazine, they'll highlight the most memorable person or event in their lives. I think it's fair, especially for those who did lose a lot, 2020 will be remembered like they woke up one morning and the ocean was empty. You know, there's already a movie about 2020 on Netflix. So how will you describe 2020 to someone born this new year, 2021? Listen to these words that I have found to be meaningful, especially as I look forward to a positive and hopeful 2021. These are from a song by a uh, musical uh, a group called Coldplay. Lying in the gutter, aiming for the moon, trying to empty out the ocean with a spoon. How come people suffer? How come people part? How come people struggle? How come people break your heart? Yes, I want to grow. Yes, I want to feel. Yes, I want to know. Show me how to heal it up. Show me how to heal. We're going to get it. We're going to get it together right now. We're going to get it. We're going to get it together somehow. We're going to get it. We're going to get it together, I know. We're going to get it. Get it together and flow. We're going to get it. We're going to get it together and go. Fixing up a car to drive it in it again. When you're in pain, when you think you've had enough, don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. You know, for many, many people, 2020 will be, will be remembered like they woke up one morning and the ocean was empty. The world was closed. God was nowhere to be found. Someone had snatched away their life, and absolutely nothing could be held with certainty ever again. Some will remember the birth of good things, but the family and friends of nearly 1.9 million people worldwide who lost their lives to COVID-19 will remember 2020 as an unbelievable year where death 
left its undeniable mark. Although the struggles of 2020 are part of who we are now, and most never knew they were about to fall off a cliff, the immense losses are not the end of the story, are they? I leave you with these words written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Philippi. This is from Philippians chapter 3. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.